0: Welcome to the Talk Zero podcast and this is Deepak. I have with me today Nikita and Sushant who are going to talk about Zero Waste Living. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, both of you. Hi Deepak, thank you so much. Hello Hello everyone.
1: Thank you for inviting
0: me. Sure, it, it is our pleasure. So both of them actually have been working in diversified fields for a long time and now have switched over to waste management in one of the leading firms in waste management, Sahas. You you went over from a hardcore marketer to now uh, completely working in waste management. So could you just put a little bit of highlight as to what made this switch happen?
2: Yes. Um, so uh, it all happened uh, organically. I mean, for me at least, it was not so much planned as such. And uh, so, you know, uh, so as I was talking to you yesterday, um as i came across the facts around environment and you know what uh individually people can do uh so accordingly i made those switches and obviously there was a lot of support from the family side also uh which is much required because you know there's there a lot of things you know uh, how do you manage your house from since i also have a kid so you know from a kid perspective uh financially how do we manage our house and things like that so uh, obviously i mean it's known that uh, you don't earn uh, that great money in the uh, environment sector or maybe you know the social sector as we do in the corporate sector for the obvious reasons so uh, for me it happened so that you know uh, yes the interest was there i mean uh, all along so as the opportunities came across and so we sat together, I and my wife and we discussed and she thought, yes, I mean, I can take those things and she'll, you know, support me uh, with the financing aspect or, the, you know, managing the house. So, yeah, that's how it happened with me. Uh,
0: Nikita, you, were, you had studied in chemistry, I believe.
1: Yeah, so I completed my graduation in chemistry and then I did a PG diploma in clinical research. Uh, And then worked in the pharmaceutical industry for around five, six years. Uh, Something happened in the family, uh, like there was a medical emergency and I had to take a break. Uh, So during that break, uh, there was a realization that uh, this is not something I would like to go back to. Although I did go back to it, but in a month or two, uh, I was like done because... I really felt uh, this uh, this whole uh, corporate thing was not for me like a proper nine-to-five where you like slog your ass off. There is a, a ton of resource mismanagement and one person handling uh, so work for like three people. It was too much. And uh, also I didn't find, uh, see myself growing or uh, I, I didn't find myself adding value to the work that I was doing after a certain point in time. In, in the beginning, it was great, like for the first few years. But then uh, there was a period of stagnation and the dissatisfaction and frustration started kicking in. So this medical emergency in the family was like a trigger point and also a blessing in disguise. So that's when I finally decided to quit. And uh, I always had some interest in handicrafts. So I began making uh, a little tiny pieces of craft items. And then also I started a little business out of it for like a year or two. I was doing that. And then uh, uh, this workshop happened to me. Uh, it was a life skills workshop called uh, Jeevan Gidya. So there, uh, uh, there were a lot of topics about life. Like it was about education, money, relationships, family, career. Uh, environment, everything. But uh, something that really uh, hit me hard was the environmental aspect that was discussed and spoken about at length. Uh, And that's when uh, this one thing that stayed with me that the facilitator uh, kind of uh, statement that he made, which was, uh, what is waste? And he was like, waste is just a resource that is misplaced from its original or appropriate place actually there is nothing called as waste. So this was like a new definition of waste and, and it put a lot of things in perspective for me. This this was a highlight, but although we had a whole lot of discussion and conversation around different things uh, related to the environment. So that's what pushed me into this journey of, you know, uh, thinking about everything that I use and reevaluating uh, my whole life around the, what kind of impact I'm having on my environment, immediate environment.
0: So that's uh, where it all began. Oh, wow! So I think th- there is a clear parallel that I can drive between both of your things that all both of you actually left your jobs because of family reasons. He had a much more positive reason than yours. But mm-hmm. the time off basically, did it like you both got to take a little time off from your work? Did that really make you retrospect upon your actions as an individual or did it make you retrospect upon the things that maybe you're meant to do something bigger than this or something,
2: anything of that sort? I mean, the interesting thing is that, you know, uh, so break actually, you know, worked for both of us. And uh, I mean, as a matter of fact, since, you know, people are in the lockdown, so it's, uh, I mean, as good as a break. So, I would say, you know, better that, you know, for others also to think about their own uh, uh, life at the moment, how they are going and what they want to really do. So, uh, fortunately for us, it happened and uh, and it's it's the same for almost everybody now. I mean, it's more than two months that everybody is in the lockdown and there are a lot many things to retrospect about.
0: In terms of retrospection, I think both of you also had one more thing in common. And that was, uh, that I think you both took a workshop. I, I want to understand what was the trigger for both of you to actually go forth and take up a workshop that possibly might or might not lead to something environmental in your head. Like you were not even sure, like in Sushant's case, he might have known a little more better for sa environment related in your case. I think it wasn't no.
1: Actually, uh, before this workshop, what happened was I uh, had started a little bit of traveling and I ended up at a community living space uh, near Ratnagiri. So, this space is uh, like a whole uh, eco-friendly environment to live, you know, as uh, minimum impact uh, as possible and uh, there, there are people who come in. Uh, from all over the world and uh, the whole space is set up by these volunteers like the house they live in, the kitchen, the, uh, like there were solar cookers and there was uh, uh, a solar dryer and uh, a, lot, a lot many projects were going on there mm. and that is when I was introduced to something uh, like that, like living in nature and in so much in alignment with nature. Uh, and there I happened to uh, know about this workshop that I ended up attending later. What made me attend it uh, was the, the brief that the workshop had. It uh, talked about a whole uh, lot on relationships. And at that point in time, I felt like uh, my relationship with people in my family, also like a personal love relationship that was at a very uh, like it was breaking me down in many ways so uh, I was emotionally drained and I felt like there there is something more to it like I I need to find some answers or some solution to how this whole thing actually works out so uh, that was the main motivation of actually ending up at this workshop and then environment and
0: Nice. So you, I think, talk about a concept of Ikigai, if I'm pronouncing it right, Ikigai. So that was something I yeah, found very interesting.
1: Ikigai.
0: Yeah. What? Could you just elaborate on what that is? Because I feel in making life decisions like this, that is the sort of model that we tend to follow.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it is a Japanese term. Meaning of the word is actually a reason for being or something that you find value in when you wake up every morning and uh, that's what drives you so there are four uh, things that may make up uh, a reason for being as per that concept and those are like what you love doing uh, what the world needs what you can be paid for and what you are good at so a combination of all these four will be something like you would really really uh, enjoy doing and you and the world both are benefited while you pursue this activity or this this whole calling that uh, the term says it is.
0: Well, I, I believe that is exactly the, the kind. I couldn't have framed it better. That is exactly what we all are actually looking forward to. Anybody who has any sort of want to do something creative or something that they feel that they want to achieve the full potential, this is the potential that will give them the best possible lifestyle. This is something... I, I think what I grasp from this, understanding all of this, uh, I I know that you both have been living a zero waste lifestyle. So uh, could you just put some light on how long you have been doing it, uh, both of you?
2: I tried to recall, and it was uh, I think around 2016, uh, where I you know realized that okay, I mean you know so uh, I, I mean as I said before. Uh, nothing was planned as such it all came across you know, uh, in the life and i took up those things and once you know those facts you know it It doesn't make sense to not to actually work over it i mean for me at least so um so i came across so i i since i i also took a sab- sabbatical in between and i started working on uh a apparel brand basically my own apparel brand and uh, then I came across uh, certain facts which said uh, textile is the next, uh, you know, pollutant after plastic. Uh, so uh, it was very obvious for me to, you know, come out of it for sure because it didn't really uh, made any sense for me to continue with it. And accordingly, you know, I, I came across other facts uh, with in terms of plastic or in terms of uh, the waste which is generated at homes, uh, and I was anyway interested in plantations or small you know uh, what you say window uh, gardening and things like that uh, and then i came across certain articles and write-ups which said that you can make waste uh, you can make uh, fertilizer out of your own waste the house waste so i started with that interesting Dikita, uh, what about you
1: yeah so for me it's been like three years now uh, like i said after that workshop I first uh, started with composting because uh, uh, some research that I did after the workshop told me that 60 to 70% of your waste in your houses is your biodegradable waste that comes out of the kitchen. So the first step I thought was let's handle the major chunk of it and uh, composting began after that. And uh, gradually uh, then I started making small changes on different aspects like sustainable menstruation so I switched to cloth pads then uh, switching to bamboo toothbrushes and then basically the idea is to say no to things that you can do without and when for things that you cannot do without make better choices so that's how you uh, start your thinking towards what items you can say no to and Mm -hmm. change.
0: I think that's a brilliant concept to start off. So like when you guys started it off, like started to find ways of living sustainably, what were the things that that triggered you first? Like what were the pain points for you first? And then we and what were the solutions we found out for those?
1: Um, So what I can think of uh, immediately right now is uh, the milk packet that we used to get. Uh, That was a problem. And uh, I turned vegan after a point, after that workshop, a few months after that workshop, I turned vegan. So, uh, but my parents still are uh, like not vegan. So they do have milk. And uh, I, I didn't know what to do about it because right now we just have one option of getting milk is those plastic packets. The glass bottles are no more in the system. So uh, the, the dairy guy is just around the corner. So what we did was, I asked him if he can come home and deliver the milk. So we we have a utensil, he rings the bell and he puts the milk in that utensil and he goes back. So the, the plastic packet is avoided there. So these little, little changes uh, started to happen. Also, it took a lot of convincing when it comes to family members. So it didn't happen instantly. It took months. Some things are still like not okay for me, but I'm trying. So, yeah, this is
0: one example that I can think of right now. Uh, Sushant, for you, I would like to ask that even before all of this, any other simple habits that on a day-to-day living, like if you're going to a restaurant, not asking for a straw or something like that, like, were were there some habits that you felt that you're already living sustainably?
2: Uh, Not really. I mean, obviously, I'm sure, I mean, even Nikita, me, or whoever is following these lifestyle now, uh we weren't that much conscious uh, earlier and as we came across you know other people maybe or certain uh, videos or facts about you know how these small small things uh, has have a such a large impact although we can we can see just a single uh, straw in, a, in the in our hand that time but that's one one straw each i mean together makes a, a larger you know negative uh, impact on the overall ecology so, yes, I mean, I don't think that I was so conscious before, uh, although, yes, I mean, uh, if you talk about the uh, cruelty aspect or the compassion aspect, uh, I mean, uh, there was a point of time when, you know, I, I, mean, I was small and I, as I, grew, I mean, grew a little big, so my uh, mother asked me to go and get the uh, meat from the shop. Uh, so that was the first time where I went there. So as you know, as the kid grows, you know, and uh, generally how it happens in the uh, house, so uh, gradually, unko bacha unko bhi sikne ke liye, thoda sa beej dete yaab baba, ye ab shop se khareed ke leke whatever accordingly. And it was very normal for my, uh, you know, uh, mother also to think. Uh, she didn't realize that it would be such a, you know, a different mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Just like koi dusre shop mein grocery shop mein beejte, usi tarase unhone mujhe meat shop mein diya. So I went there and I asked for whatever I was asked for instruction uh, the other and uh, so all that happened in my in front of my eyes and that was really you know heartbreaking for a child you know to see and feel and understand. So this I mean before turning vegan, I turned uh, vegetarian around uh, I think ten years back uh, ten years uh, from uh, I turned vegan and uh, so that was completely my individual choice and uh, so now talking about the waste aspect uh, what i remember is uh, one of the videos there were other facts and figures also which i came from but one of the uh, videos which i remember is uh, which is available on youtube uh, it's named as uh, plastic cows i mean if there was a point of time where you know all across mumbai you would see heaps of waste uh, around fortunately coffee come abi but uh subject it's not that everything is clean clean and clear now uh and there you would see you know cows and uh, the dogs uh, going there the stray dogs and they obviously they don't have fingers like us so they can't separate and they they are you know uh, they are used to living in the urban cities now uh so why they are there and you know, i mean let us not go in uh, deep in that that uh, why do they you know Eat from the waste which we generate. Uh, so that video uh, showed how these stray animals actually, you know, look for forage for food uh, in the waste heaps. And since they don't have fingers like us, obviously they can't separate other waste like plastic from the food which they have. So they end up eating those that plastic, and that is really, really hazardous for them. Of course, Coffee animals ka death And uh, so that you know is, is still there in my head. how can we do something like that and whereas we have a solution in our in our hand i mean you just have to throw the uh, right kind of waste in the right bin it's so simple i mean you don't have to sit down and actually segregate so why not
0: (laughs) Now, now this is a sort of change like turning into vegetarian it's a very personal change that you can't go forth and do and whereas like turning into a whole new lifestyle like the zero waste lifestyle is a is sort of a whole like like Nikita just said that it's a family thing. That the whole family has to go forth and take up those steps along with you. So could you just tell me a little bit about the social side of things, like in terms of how your you, you've given me a little bit of how your family reacted to it. Could you just provide me of how your friends and people who are with you started to react if you are just uh, going out to have a cup of coffee someplace?
1: Actually, luckily, most of my friends have been pretty supportive. Because my circle of friends also has changed in the last few years. So they are, um, they absolutely understand and also kind of follow these lifestyles. Maybe not uh, towards uh, this extreme or so much, but uh, they definitely uh, are aware and uh, totally get it. Although they might not actually follow. Like, uh, for example, uh, at some events or uh, when we are out, uh, there was a point where I used to carry a cup with me. And then whenever uh, tea coffee was served or there was a juice, I used to uh, take out that cup and uh, fill my uh, coffee in that. So, uh, yeah, people were amused. But, yeah, friends mostly were supportive. Like, I, I don't remember anyone mocking me or making fun of me for that. But well, I, I still know people do that, like uh, my hmm. other friends have experienced uh, some fair bit of ridiculing,
2: but yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, even at home, you know, generally this topic comes up uh, not with the immediate family, because family the immediate family almost every day. But now they are, you know, used to it. Um, but yeah, when there's you know uh, family gathering and somehow the topic comes up, and then it's like alright, ठीक I mean, it's just one time. It's just uh, one occasion, uh, a birthday or a celebration or whatever. So you don't have to you know be conscious and be so much uh, you know uh, working towards your principles, sticking to the principles every time. It's okay. So नहीं Actually, नहीं Because you know uh, such parties would be going on in so many places and parties and uh, uh such celebrations so, generate more waste of course so uh, and it's uh not such a big thing to give up you know and it is not actually giving up also because there are many ways to be to celebrate to be happier i mean there are many different ways to do it do things Ah, recently my friend uh sent across a post saying that i i so it's a little bit kind of ridiculing, not, but then I'm, I'm happy that at least, you know, yeah, That's, that's are, a
0: friendly banter. Nah, huh? Yeah, so
2: I'm happy that people are at least, you know, waiting at those posts, looking at it, trying to understand something and then whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you an
0: interesting concept here. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this. But initially, like if you look at that post and you don't know somebody like that, you might just scroll past it. But right now, you are becoming a medium of sort of giving a face to that post. And probably yeah, in right. the longer term, it, yeah. it gen- like normalizes it. Like so, right, it could right. be something very interesting for.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it. So when you come across, uh, yeah. yeah. So when you come across, uh, people who actually ridicule ridicule these things. I mean, it's very important how you react to it. So your reaction should be very, you know, uh, very much understanding of that person's uh, uh, what do you say, comprehension capa- capa- capabilities. Yeah, and yeah. how he will take it forward uh, later on. So I just said, you know, uh, yes, I mean, looking at this, uh, I feel really happy for my child. And that person also has his own kid. So obviously, he'll relate it accordingly. He's happy because he's happy And accordingly, I also have a kid. So he can relate it accordingly.
0: So since you started to adapt to this lifestyle, you might have had to go through a lot of changes in terms of the way you consume things, how, the way you buy things. Could you Correct. elaborate a little bit upon like what were the brands that you had to drop and what were the brands you had to pick in in, in, in mm. this new lifestyle?
1: Okay. So uh, there are actually two ways to go, like look at this, uh, there is a, a whole lot of uh, green washing that is going on right now. And also a lot of people are looking at this uh, in terms of replacement. uh, I stopped using this. So for this, what is the next replacement that we have in the market, in the green market or in the eco-conscious market? So uh, the whole idea of creating less waste is to buy less stuff. Only then you will not discard and not create waste. So it's not about creating good waste. It's about not creating waste. So uh, although like some things you have to replace, for example, a toothbrush, is plastic and if there is a biodegradable option available uh, which they are now like a bamboo toothbrush then you switch but again the switch is when you are through with using the current toothbrush that you have same goes with all other items so once these products are no longer usable they have bared off and then uh, you want to buy a new product you look for a better option or a eco uh, conscious option but until then uh, you keep using these things. And also, uh, it, it is not necessary to replace every single thing. For example, uh, the, the cleaning solutions that we use at home. like, like uh, I don't know if I should name any. The the, chemi- the toxic chemical solutions yeah. like harpic and Lysol and all of those things. So, uh, now these are not environment friendly. So, what do you replace them with? There are some uh, eco friendly options available in the market. Of course, you can buy them. But again, then uh, this only takes care of the uh, product that is in that bottle. But the bottle is still waste that you will still buy and then throw off and create waste. So, uh, why not make a, a solution that you can easily do at home and like you, you can easily DIY at home and use it? So a lot of things that I started to do is I eliminated things and uh, more than 50-60% was like DIY. It was making my own tooth powder or making my own uh, shampoo, making my own uh, cleaning solution at home. So a lot of uh, recipes and YouTube tutorials are available online and uh, uh, a lot of traditional wisdom in India uh, is there. Like it is uh, slowly going out but this is like the right time to catch hold of all those recipes that we have from our grandparents and uh, re-look at you know bringing them back into our lives and not create waste by going for replacements so uh, I didn't actually uh, look at brands uh, in a way that I want to replace everything yes I have bought a few things that I couldn't make at home like a uh, like I said, the toothbrush or a comb or maybe beautiful products. No, not all you can make at home, or not everyone is inclined to that effort. So uh, there are brands who are taking up taking back their uh, containers and then reusing them. So if you can find for such brands and uh, you really can't make something at home, then uh, great. But then, as much as possible, try to uh, get stuff made and um, instead
0: of you know just uh, buying things. interestingly one of the, one of the words that she used was uh, do it yourself and making things on your own home so Sushant, do you also go forth and
2: make products like these at your own home uh not currently because you know I'm not getting that much uh, time for all this uh but yes I mean if you look at uh so there are two ways to look at this you know diY aspect one is that I mean uh, you can think that, you know, a traditional person uh, or a conservative uh, mind would think that, uh, you know, it's quite cumbersome to do these things. Other way to look at it is is that uh, you know, it's quite experimental and it's quite creative actually. It's quite, you know, um, a nice feeling also. So uh, what I am doing at the moment, not I as such, but uh, my brother actually is doing the bioenzyme at home and we are using it uh the ganpatis which we did you know uh, last time and again you know so we do, i i did for two years and then now my brother has taken it up so yeah so these uh, small small things can be done of course uh and i mean me being a marketer for around a decade uh, let me tell you guys so we uh, as marketers we work over the psychology of people and you know, uh So uh, So whether there's a need or there's not not a need, things are being sold to you. And before uh, we as uh, you know individuals, we are uh, humans and you know uh conscious, aware, responsible people or citizens first, and then the buyers. So let us not think ourselves as you know, buyers, so, खरेदने, खरेदने, my comfort, my this and that let us be let us be more creative understanding you know accepting things and let let, let us uh, be more uh, in harmony with things around
0: very interesting thing that comes out of this is that i feel ki a uh, lot of the sustainable brands the product the brands that are making sustainable products are uh, Selling them at a higher price point, and a lot of consumers that I talk to on a daily basis ki they say ki sustainable living requires a lot of your time and your money. So if you're making products at your own home, time lagga, that I agree. But I think that saves on money though, right?
1: No, I think time-wise it is an effort, but again, most of these things you will make in bulk. So it, it might be like one weekend for a few months. Uh, that you lose, like that time you will invest in making. So, uh, if you look at it uh, from, you know, the money aspect and time aspect, it is still a win if you uh, try making things at home.
0: The whole point of adding a skill is also something that you were saying that you might just like find it very interesting because it is like in these times like the coronavirus time people are putting up videos of making food. Uh, if we are stuck at home for another month, I think people would be making shampoos. So, <laughs> I <laughs> yes. think that that is one of the things that can come out. So, yeah, yeah so I'm coming... Are
2: interesting uh, experiments to do with the kids also, you know, nowadays. Since they don't have schools, obviously these are uh, different life skills which they can uh, learn.
1: Learn. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, coming back to the question of time and money, are they a constraint? Are they a factor... That if you want to live a, live a zero waste lifestyle, are they a
1: factor? Time definitely is a factor, is what I feel. Yeah, m- money-wise, I, I really don't think. But you know that this changes from person to person. I mean, uh, I am not a lot into beauty products, so I didn't have to replace a lot of things. But someone who is like who really wants uh, those things then they will look for replacement for every single and you know how it is with women. There are like 100 products that are being sold So and people have it and use it. So, uh, yeah, the the ladies who really enjoy the whole pampering process will uh, kind of find it uh, very uh, convenient to uh, indulge in these uh, sustainable brands that are there. (laughs)
2: But I see, uh, I would like to add something over here. So I think, you know, uh, as uh, we were discussing yesterday also, uh, one good thing leads to another. You know, you start becoming mindful about other things. Yeah. And uh, even if, you know, somebody is quite, you know, uh, uh, indulging in various aspects, then he'll start reasoning out, you know, other things and whether this thing will really have an impact on the environment carbon footprint and things like that. Can I do something about it and uh, things will you know fall in place as they move.
0: Another thing that I found interesting you're talking about the social aspects of things before like how people react to you as an individual changing uh, Mm -hmm. your lifestyle but your work is basically to do help other people transition Mm -hmm. into proper waste management. So how have people around you reacted? Firstly, like just give me a one-liner about what uh, your, your your work is and how people react to it.
2: Yeah, so uh, to give a brief about Sahas, uh, it is a waste management uh, NGO. It's not for profit NGO, and it works with uh, residential uh, societies. Uh, specifically, talking about the project which we are doing in Mumbai. So uh, that project is named as Back to Earth. And so we work with the residential societies and help them out to understand uh, how waste is a big issue for us and the environment and how they can you know take up certain simple steps uh, like source segregation. Uh, but again, that one bin liner, everybody using that bin liner, uh, it's again adding one, one more plastic. So yes, it takes a little time uh, in certain aspects. Uh, but then overall, I think it's quite, yes, uh, people appreciate it and are open to learn, uh, new things who,
0: who are these, like Nikita, could you answer like, ki isme, who are these people that come for, do you, do they volunteer by themselves or you have a certain set of friends or connections that help you bring, bring those people to come out and have, have a say about this.
1: In this project, uh, we are actually approaching residential communities, uh, in a specific area in Mumbai, actually, uh, in Pavai. So, we are uh, actually cold calling, basically. We just go approach the manager. Then we uh, meet the committee members. And then if there is a whole lot of discussion and to and fro. And then if they, they are finally on board, then we do awareness sessions with the residents. Then we train the housekeeping staff, the maids, uh, the households that come. So, you know, every single stakeholder is uh, aware about what they have to do. Because uh, if there's no segregation, there is uh, no way out. I mean, it's the first thing that uh, anyone has to do to handle their waste is segregation. So we train them how to segregate in three categories and then we set up composting units in that uh, premise like of that particular residential community and their wet waste is taken care of within the premise. And then we also connect them to dry waste uh, recycling centers so that their dry waste can be picked up And they end up at the right uh, end destination. And the domestic hazardous waste, which is the third category, that right now goes to the landfills. Because right now there is no solution.
0: Will I be right to say that all these three categories were going to the landfill straight away? Or was was there some segregation from the government? No.
1: No, nothing was happening.
0: It was
1: all being dumped.
0: So just to give a little perspective, how much of this would be organic waste? Like in terms of percentage? Uh,
1: Like I said, it is uh, 60 to 70% is organic waste.
0: Wow, and 60 to 70% organic waste coming from a colony. How do we find enough place and space in a city like Mumbai to compost it? So is there a solution to it or how do you go around it?
1: So uh, most of these residential apartments that we have approached have uh, enough space like uh, these are uh, high-end buildings like they are not uh, old buildings or uh, the the buildings that have come up in the last uh, 10-15 years they all have enough uh, space like for car parking for their gardens and and. The unit that we are suggesting, uh, they actually don't take a lot of space. It's like a one or two car parking space area, so it's like one fifty square feet or something like that. So uh, that can be easily handled in okay. that of amount of space.
2: Yeah. So- and even the societies or uh, apartments which uh, uh, don't have much space, so we are also looking at you know uh, various avenues where this uh, and also different solutions how we can you know uh, find a way to uh, basically do the composting in the premises itself so when you do yeah, the like the compost,
1: terrace
2: yeah so terraces are terraces are not you know not used at all uh, yeah. nowadays but so it can be used for composting it can use uh, be used for urban gardening and obviously for solar and so many good things
0: so uh, coming to uh, the dry waste part of things the dry waste is something again that is you you said that you create tie ups for with other waste management companies so could you just like as an individual if i'm living in mumbai if i'm living in pavai or any place in mumbai how can i get in touch with these people that they can come and pick up my dry waste or will i have
2: to go and drop it off in this project we are uh, doing the implementation uh, you know role the our role is to implement the uh, the policy which is already you know uh, out there but it is not yet implemented of course. So we are not hell that okay we will take up this we will do the whole thing. We are a very small team over here and we are just to ensure that the right thing happens at the right time. So uh, talking about the dry waste, uh, so there are many people and so what we are doing is we are just connecting the dots. So there are many uh, aggregators and recyclers out there but then these societies really don't know. Uh, how do we? How to segregate? How to keep it? What is accepted? What is not accepted? So we, you know, uh, inform. Uh, so talk to the uh, aggregators, understand what is their requirement, and accordingly communicate it to the societies, as them, okay, fine, itna itna and then uh, we help the aggregators. Okay, now the job is done. Now we can connect with each other, and then uh, the whole uh, circle is complete.
0: The dry yeah. waste is basically again managed at the society level. Uh, it cannot be done at an individual level at, at the moment.
1: Yes. Um, actually, so it can be yeah. done. Like, for example, where I am living, uh, no waste management is happening in my apartment. So, but I still collect my dry waste. And then there are some uh, collection drives that happen in my area. Actually, not my area, but uh, some uh, a bit far away. So, uh, once in a month or twice in a month, they announce a date and a time. There you uh, go and drop off your dry waste at a particular uh, point. So uh, that can be done. There are also uh, collection uh, vehicles that come at some. So same goes with e-waste. There are collection centers. There are not not drives happening, but uh, you can drop off your e-waste at these points. Like uh, Chroma has come up uh, with their own thing. I think Samsung also. So you can drop off your e-waste at their shops. Uh, then there are uh, e-waste recyclers like Eco Eco. Uh, there is e-incarnation. So these people, if you call them up, uh, and you if you have a certain amount of uh, e-waste uh, in your apartment, like more than 10 kgs, they will come and pick up. But if it is not that much, then you will have to go and drop off at that particular center. Cool. So some research definitely needs to uh, go before and find, and you have to find out what you can do. But you
2: definitely find some option or the other in a metropolitan city. Right. So she stays in uh, Thani and I stay in Mulund. So uh, I also have uh, another uh, group which is working over here. And what you have to do is simply just collect the waste, uh, collect the dry waste uh, at our house, uh, the, specifically plastic over here. Right. And uh, as, uh, so it's there's a WhatsApp group where you come last uh, Sunday of every month have to uh, take the waste and give it to them. So there, there's a truck which comes and the whole waste mm-hmm. goes to a place where basically they uh, make a make a fuel out of it, polyfuel, okay. which is again used in different industries. So that waste is again, you know, utilized somewhere and doesn't go in the dumping ground. So, like,
0: uh, I have a little bit of a technical question here. So when we talk about dry waste, uh, do we like uh, all these recyclers, can they take bad plastic as well? Like this, this good plastic and bad plastic se- segregation. Do they take the bad plastic as well
1: uh, by bad plastic? What do you mean? Uh, you mean L- certain low grade, kinds low of grade. plastic or the low the grade, the grade plastic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the one that where I give my plastic, the dry waste, they take everything but that may not be the case at uh, all such uh, points so you'll have to check with them
2: so there are so, different types of plastic and different uh, you know way it so there are different destination points where each kind of plastic should ideally go so in our project specifically what we do is we uh, you know ask the societies to collect the plastic we are not we don't ask them to you know separate them as per their uh, you know uh, grades or uh, something like that uh, and we uh, tie them up with the aggregators. So aggregators' job is to uh, separate those grades of plastic uh, considering which channel it will go in. Okay. So, will it, so there, there, there are certain uh, kind of plastic which can be recycled. There are certain kind of plastic uh, which can't be recycled so they have to go in the uh, polyfuel making or in the cement clean.
0: One last thing I would want to ask you guys is as an individual living in any metro city in india what are the like three basic steps that i can take like if you want to give me three tips to live sustainably what will those be
1: okay so uh, i did not mention it before when you were asking me uh, the question about zero waste living uh, so there are five principles of uh, zero waste living they are also called the five r's so the r's are like refuse reduce reuse recycle and rot So uh, refuse is like you refuse straws, you refuse plastic bags, you refuse uh, takeout containers or uh, mineral water bottles, you carry your own bottles. So refusing I think is like at least the first four items which are used a lot these days, those are like very very easy and doable like carrying a water bottle, carrying a handkerchief carrying a reusable straw or for that matter do you even need a straw that is a question that an individual needs to ask themselves like I don't think a straw is really needed so refusing then reducing is uh, if you do a lot of shopping online or you order food a lot online so do you really think that is a great thing to do Uh, so reducing the uh, waste that is coming in then reusing is Reuse and refuse kind of go together. So basically, reuse your water bottle, reuse your clothes, uh, make, uh, get creative, do some DIYs, make something crafty out of it. And then there is uh, recycle. So recycle uh, is for basically the kind of waste that you just cannot refuse and still end up uh, at your home. So uh, ensure that it goes to the right uh, destinations and not the landfill. And rot is compost. So, just to fit into the R thing, it is called rot. So, rot is actually composting your biodegradable waste. So, uh, uh, these things are this hierarchy if you can follow, refuse being on top, and uh, reduce, reuse, and then recycle and rot. So, I think that is a very easy way to. So look the steps at all are already
0: laid out for that.
1: Yeah. And. Uh, and segregate your waste, yeah. If you want to do any of the recycling and composting, uh, you just cannot do without segregation. So, that is the very, very basic thing that you'll have to start.
0: And Sushant, what would be the three things that you think we, we can do easily?
2: Yeah, so as Nikita has, you know, list out these four uh, five things, so out of that, what you can do, you know, you I mean, it is your personal choice uh, out of these five things, what you can start with. Uh, So as a simple thing as you know uh, changing your toothbrush is uh, I mean quite doable thing I think and now it's uh, the the bamboo toothbrush or the wooden toothbrush are available uh, on the internet so if you can shop for anything else on the internet so you can surely shop for this also. Uh so my personal experience with uh I mean if you talk just about bamboo toothbrush, I think it's they're quite durable as such. I mean, even uh because I, I used to use plastic toothbrush of course before. And from last I think two years I've been using bamboo, bamboo toothbrush. So try experimenting. I mean there's no harm in obviously I mean there would be people who would be really brand conscious about certain uh, uh products. But there's no harm experimenting, maybe you you may be. You may get loyal with something else. You may get loyal with the environment or your or the planet.
0: <laughs> so, uh, at the end, I would like to just ask you about uh, your, any particular story or any particular in- interaction that you remember while working in waste management that, uh, like, sort of inspired you or still drives you. Uh,
1: uh, what uh, still inspires and motivates me, I would say, is uh, uh, the. The day I started doing this and uh, uh, after a few months, uh, the waste picker that comes to my uh, apartment to pick up the waste. So he, he uh, had been observing that didi, archpal, kachra kam de kya ho So he kind of asked me, uh, what are you doing? I mean, where is your waste? So of course there was a bit, but uh, like 90% was not there. So, and that day, uh, I told him that I started composting and so now you will get only this. There's not a lot. And I'm also not giving him the dry waste. So, there's just, you know, hair and some jhadu ka kachra or some hazardous waste sometimes. So, uh, that day, uh, he actually wanted to see what I'm doing. So, he came inside and I showed him. And then he was like, I have a lot of plants at my home. So, can I also get some Uh, compost when it is ready and so now every few months he will come and he takes some for his plants so uh, yeah that was uh, he had a smile on his face and uh, that I still remember uh, like right now also when you ask this question this is what came to my mind otherwise uh, there have been friends and acquaintances who now since I started posting on social media about all these things who come up, ask questions, and they have also started. Like I know at least six, seven people who started composting because I started putting up posts about them or yeah. making their own bioenzyme, which is the cleaning solution. So uh, people everyone says, uh, only you doing it, what is the point? But you know, I I saw someone doing it and then I started. Similarly, people are looking at me and they'll start. So that's how the whole movement is created of course it is like super slow but uh you have to do what you think is right or uh, what aligns with your values so i think that is what keeps me going
2: so i remember uh, so there, since we are you know uh connected with various societies residential societies so there's one society where uh, you know the volunteers are really kicked up about this whole idea so they have composting uh india society itself composting uh facility and uh so we help them with that we help them with the you know awareness aspect and everything and uh, now we we i mean uh hardly have to do anything over there you know even the monitoring aspect uh the segregation uh check uh, checkup and everything is done by the volunteers over there uh so these people uh have really taken up the uh, button from us and uh, they are also quite happy doing that you know uh even the housekeeping staff and the house elves over there, they are also you know uh, sharing the stories that okay, everything is segregated. Uh so it's not you know, uh, so earlier obviously when uh, the waste was uh, coming in uh, so all together, so pe kuch tuta uske andar. Or if you talk about the diapers or the sanitary pads, obviously it's not you know very good uh, working condition to work in Uh, so all things all these things are being sorted in that particular society and uh, so i mean obviously there are other societies who are quite still slow and uh, have given have you know basically uh, depend on us to do most of the things but uh, yes so this society is really good and i mean that's what i can uh, remember
0: i think we have seen individual efforts contributing to change uh, like Nikita suggested in her story and I think we have seen a uh, mass transition with your work through Sahas and uh, it has been lovely to understand uh, zero-waste living from both an individual point of view and as people working in waste management. Thank you so much to both of you. This was a wonderful experience.
2: Thanks. Thanks. Thank, for, you, thank you, you so much.
1: Thank you for thanks.
2: having us. Yeah.